0: Where would you go if you were feeling unwell or wanted to refer yourself for health and wellness support? If you needed a repeat prescription or want to book a GP appointment, the answer is to go to shwh.co.uk because the Sunderland Health and Wellness Hub has all the information, advice and links you need about local healthcare services in Sunderland and it'll direct you to the right healthcare services for your needs. So for all your health and wellness needs, visit shwh.co.uk.
1: This is our People podcast, telling the stories
2: behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hello, my name is Fiona Thompson and welcome to this episode of Our People podcast. I'm a communications officer with South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. And um, before we kick off today, I just want to let people know that we are now a double award winner. Uh, So this podcast has won the Mark of Excellence in the CIPR Excellence Award, which is a national award, and we have also won the CIPR Pride Awards for the North East, and that's both in the Best Channel Delivery category. So thank you to everybody that's made that possible, who've joined in, has said they're going to join in, and a special well done to Harry who leads on this and also does lots of editing and organising, so um, top marks to Harry. So, today we are here because it is World Breastfeeding Week. This runs from Tuesday, the 1st of August, and it runs until Monday, August the 7th. But we'll be talking about things that we do all year round to help parents. Uh, so, we're joined by Mam, Angel Puttock, and uh, your little one, Mazikeen. Mazikeen. And you've also got a six-year-old, yes. Octavia, as well. And you are a member of one of the groups, so we're going to be talking about that. Cheryl Rutherford and Stacey McFarland. So, Angel, why don't you start by introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your family.
1: I'm Angel, and I've got two kids. I've got a six-year-old, Octavia, and then Mads She's nearly 17 one. she's here right now, being all shy because she's tired. I've got to make her <laughs> come here. Uh, but I've been coming to breastfeeding groups on Wednesdays for the last just over a year. Uh, I did come when I was pregnant to see what it was like, make sure i like the environment. So I was coming to new stuff, a, a bit scary, and I just yeah. don't like it.
2: And we are recording in uh, Hebben Family Hub. Get the name right because it's just changed recently, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so we're, we've gone out on tour, and it's a really lovely space uh, and a really welcoming centre. So we'll find mm-hmm. out a little bit more it's, about what it it's does.
1: It's actually one of the biggest rooms because I've been to and Primrose, um, and they're a bit, they're a bit smaller than here. I mean, a lot smaller. So I'm glad it's the breastfeeding one here yeah, because as a gets to get up and run about, and she loves it. There's a little, to the, to the slide, the climbing frame thing. Ah. She'll normally stand on there and go higher.
2: So a bit like a second home.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Lovely stuff. And Cheryl, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your job and how you found yourself in that job as well. Yeah,
3: so I'm a community nursery nurse, part of the Note 19 team in South Townside and I qualified as a nursery nurse back in 1997. Um, and initially worked as a nanny, looking after three little boys, um, and then the opportunity came in 98 to work with the health visitors, and I've been here ever since. So um, my role involves supporting the health visiting team, working in baby clinics, offering breastfeeding support, and assessing children's development.
2: Brilliant. And Stacey, welcome back. You are uh, This is your second podcast so far. So you are a veteran with
0: us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your role now and how you found yourself in that role? Um, so I'm currently the infant feeding lead for maternity um, at so Tyneside in Sunderland, uh, qualified as a midwife in 2011 trained at the trust and then was lucky enough to get a job and kind of worked in all different areas. So I've been on a delivery suite, delivering babies, and then spent a long time on the ward where I was able to help mums with their breastfeeding and then spent a a stint as well at the Madriffe-led Birth and Centre. And then this opportunity opportunity came up so I thought something that would be really good to sort of push myself but also to try and change the service and the support that the women get within our area. Um, And trying to increase and normalise breastfeeding for everyone. So what do you kind of do in practice when it comes to infant feeding to help parents? So there's lots of things I'm kind of in charge of. So um, we've got some breastfeeding support workers that work out in the community. Um, So they help women when they go home. Um, We've also got maternity support workers in the hospital that will help women after they've just had their babies. So I'm just involved in helping to train them. Um, helping to promote breastfeeding and looking at ways that we can um, obviously normalise things and the trust is now going for a UNICEF baby friendly so I'm leading that project at the moment. We'll come back to that and go in a little bit more detail because a lot of that's around breastfeeding as well isn't it? it? Yeah.
2: So as we're marking this week can we start off by listing the benefits of breastfeeding for families?
1: Yeah Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <free. laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go first, first one it's it's free. Free. and I suppose that's probably one of the one of the more prominent ones, especially in the culture that we've got at the moment, with the cost of living and the cost of formula and making bottles, it's, it can be quite expensive for families. Um, so yeah, it's free, it's ready to go, it's style. it's at the, the right temperature. There's lots of health benefits for mum and baby, so there's benefits for the babies in terms of reduced sort of uh, illnesses, allergies, asthma, ear infections. Um, and it helps with bonding and attachment as well for mum and baby. For asthma. Good yeah, for babies, the, yeah. I'm there you go. In the- yeah. Fact of the day: It's good for asthma, so it help prevent asthma. How does that kind of work? So it's to do with um, sort of the antibodies that get passed through the breast milk to the babies when they breastfeed. So lots of mums um, will have antibodies to lots of different things, um, and they pass all of those through the breast milk, and the babies start to develop an immune system. Um, and we know, you know, there's lots of clinical evidence out there to show that breastfeeding. Uh, breastfed children, uh, toddlers are healthier, I suppose, than formula-fed, uh, formula-fed babies.
2: Cheryl, as you're out in the community, you're dealing with um, helping families and groups. Do you see other benefits apart from the health thing? Benefits? Do you like what kind of comments do you pick up from from parents? What how do they feel? It's a good thing for them.
3: Yeah, a lot of mums, um, on it, obviously it's research that it helps them recover quickly from quicker from labour and the delivery. But I think a lot of them, the most common theme in, in the group is about how they don't have to get up in the middle of the night and make a bottle. They don't have to buy formula. It's literally, they don't have to think about packing millions of things in a bag when they go out. It's, it's convenient, more convenient for them. I think you would agree as yeah, well. it's you know, just on top.
2: Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, and so I know that there's always kind of comments around some uh, parents feel there's pressure around breastfeeding. Uh, over bottle feeding, and so how do we help in those situations? And, Angela, I don't, don't know whether you want to continue after we've discussed that just to see what, what your view on that one was. So do, um, do, do you find that mums feel that they're pressured to breastfeed or...?
3: I would hope they didn't. Mm. I think we'll have to make sure that they get all the, the right advice and information so that they know all the facts about breastfeeding, what formula feeding, what support there is, and that they can make that decision that's right for them. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of women feel, as health professionals, that they should often feel pressure from us to breastfeed Um, and that's not always the case, we just want the women to have the information, uh, like Cheryl said, to make that informed choice and for the women to be happy at the end of the day. Not everyone's breastfeeding journey is easy and it's, it's really hard work for the women and it's tiring, especially in the first couple of weeks while they're trying to get things started and established. Um, so, it's not as easy as what people might think, so it can be really difficult. Um, sometimes there's pressures from families not to breastfeed as well, so um, members of the family might pressure uh, the mum into actually formula feeding. Um, so, there's kind of two sides to the, the pressure, I suppose.
2: But certainly, from us as professionals, there's no judgment or, no, or no. pressure at all. No. Good stuff. Angel, what, what was your view oh. on that one? How did you feel before? you became a mom about things. I know that you came mm-hmm. to the group to have a look around before you, were, uh, before you had Masakin. I mazachin.
1: wanted to breastfeed. I wanted to try because couple of I couldn't. She wouldn't latch. Well, so she was like cup fed off. She was tiny. Uh, she looked. She was like a bit of weight. But I was expecting breastfeeding to be really hard in there because the way people, like, they know it's really hard to keep you open, this, that, and that. And it was quite easy because she latched and it was good with that she latched. But I have had pressure from other people way we, well, well you're not know, bottle feeding, well how's, how's dad going to feed it and how are going to feed it and it's just like, why not, like this is what I want to do and it's beneficial to her and it's my baby, my body and what I want to do is what I see ah. goes but they, they make like a big deal out of it and every time I, I fed her in front of them it was just like, like well i, I go out the room because did like So do like you think it. they felt yeah. a stigma around it when actually you didn't at yeah, all? Yeah, uh-huh and it's just like if I went out and about uh, well you're not know, covering up and I'm like, no, I didn't want to hassle. Like I did have like a, a Muslim date, thing, but it was it was just so much hassle putting it on and make sure it wasn't like resting on her face and like it would hate Um, and then there was like someone else, like another family member, other family members, like their family, not mine. But uh, <clears> they <throat> complained that I should be coming up in front of other men. It's just like, but it's not sexual. Why are you taking it that way? Because all I'm doing is feeding my baby. And you felt like,
2: uh-huh, comfortable.
1: And it's just like. I'm not doing it to me, my boob out so they can see, see it. I'm doing it to feel the baby and you can't even see anything anyway. Because I put it on and then lift my like, I get it ready and then lift my top up, so you can't even see anything anyway. Um, but they just made a big deal out of it. It's just like, OK, just calm down. like, I'm not doing anything
2: anymore. So maybe other <coughs> people feel more uncomfortable about it than you do.
1: Because it's it's not something they really... Like, it's not something they've really talked about until... Like,
3: are you the only person in your
1: family that's breast breastfed fed, yeah, that yeah. Right? Uh-huh. and that's what uh, a lot of women find that they're the first yeah um plus like with formula and that too like it's so expensive um that's just another expense i didn't want to have the paper yeah. and then remember when my niece was born she was formula fed, uh, and uh, there was a because she was born in 20, 2019 but obviously covid hit uh, uh, in 2020 uh, uh, i'm try- uh, trying to uh, try to find formula because there was a formula sorted uh, uh, it was so hard. And then they found they found three bottles in that up on the fell in my class. But it was open. All three of them were open. So it's just like, well, you don't know what's happened to them. So you kind of buy them. Yeah. And they are still selling them on the shelf. And I'm like, but they're open. Like, get rid of them. Like, why you still got them? And that was just like a whole... So we're all like searching all the Asdas, all the supermarkets, for the like That was a stress back. you
2: really didn't have to face at uh-huh. all. It's like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So how did you find out about the group that you would come to at, at Heaven? Yeah. And what was that first experience, walking had... through the door?
1: It was with... Natalie, one of the workers who work at the family home, um, I was really anxious um, because I didn't know what it was going to be like. And then, like, obviously, when people have been coming to a group for a long time, they tend to, like, make their own little friends, don't they? But it wasn't like that. I came and it was all right and, like, everyone spoke you, and it was really nice. And then when I did come with a baby, everyone just spoke to you because you can go to some groups and you'll just have mums who separate yourself and you just sat there like, oh, okay, it's like, it's like I'm not coming back because it's not a great environment but, and I've, obviously I've been coming for over a year now and everyone just, and then when you've got like a new mom, like you try to engage them in the conversation so to feel okay because it can be anxious and there has been like, a couple of new moms have come who've just sat there not knowing what to do and I'm like, alright, like, you put you yourself in that, that
2: situation you haven't been there before.
1: Um, and uh, there was, not, I think, I think he's, I think oh, maybe he's called Harry, I don't know, Uh which was coming out while leaving my day, and I'm like, Eve, we're doing a, doing a breastfold on the second. I don't think you've heard about it, but you should come. You should definitely book on and come. And she's like, Oh my god, no, I'm like, Yeah, come because it was really good last year. And then I've like shared the Facebook the post on the wall and we've all yeah. been, Yes, going to try come.
2: Charlotte, when you host these sessions, what kind of atmosphere do they have? What What's the kind of the things that you provide for them what, what are these sessions like for somebody who's never been to one before yeah.
3: so obviously it can be really scary coming in to a new space so we'll try and i think it sounds like we have made it quite warm and welcoming
2: um, i've been to one it was absolutely lovely yeah. i felt you know even as, as somebody who wasn't a mum, i felt very at home and very welcome. Yeah. it was really beautifully
3: so there's tends to be two staff. so there tends to be someone from the trust and someone from the family homes because we're working in partnership um so we literally have lots of mats and play mats on the floor loads of toys, baby toys, toddler toys, and we all just generally sit around in a in a big circle or just sit on the floor, we've got feeding chairs, and it's just really informal. I think some people are put off the groups because it's advertised as a breastfeeding support group, mm. so they think they can only they only come if they've got a problem, and yes, what are they if they've got a problem, um, but it's just to come and be with, with other mums, and I think a lot of them have made really strong friendships as well and supported supported each other. Mm. And there's a real, obviously, benefit of mothers from having mother-to-mother mother support as well, is professional support.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, Stacey, I think you sometimes pop into them with your colleagues, is that right?
0: Yeah, so we've um, been to a couple of, since I've been in post and we're just trying to build that relationship up so we can signpost the women. Um, anyone that comes to our feeding class, we put it up at the end and let them know where the classes are um, across our Tyneside in time Sundland time and, and let them know that they can pop in antenatally um, before they have the baby just to see what the group's like if they wanted to attend it. But I think was right, a lot of people think because the word support's in there that they, they can only go if they've got a problem, but it seems as though it's a good little group. And they've it's made a bit of a a, social. Place. Yeah, Is lots of friends. It's just a bit. little social
3: group for members who are breastfeeding because it can be really <coughs> isolating as well, especially like Angel said, she was the only one in her family who breastfed, so she's had nobody other than the group we need to
2: support our feeding. Mm. And I guess is this all geared towards improving our breastfeeding rates overall?
0: Because what are they like in the northeast? Are yeah. they like, comparable yeah. to other areas? I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but... So in the northeast, it's one of the lowest breastfeeding rates within the UK, um, and the UK is yeah. one of the lowest in the world as well in terms ah. of breastfeeding. Um, so we usually sit around about, I think it's uh, like 29%, 20, 28 29% in terms of people who continue to breastfeed. And compared to other areas who have got other things in place so that's why the unicef is going to be really important we've noticed that by getting on board with the unicef baby friendly project that that actually has helped to increase rates by about 20 percent in other areas across the country so we're hopefully going to try and replicate that because
2: i guess is is the reason why people are twofold is it kind of like people are struggling to but also does are there other reasons that people feedback to you as well
3: i think sometimes and it's been noted in quite recently that a lot of women stop because they don't feel like there's enough support i think there's various factors family support like pressures from the family about like angel said about partners and families um but i think a lot of women struggle sort of, by trying to sort of increase the amount of support that we can get them in hospital and in the community so that I'm breastfeed for long mm-hmm.
2: because i'm kind of going to split this into two things but what what kind of help do you actually offer when people come along to these groups is it is it kind of like physical tips is it
3: emotional support yeah. what well, so it, it it's a bit of everything so we we'll often just get mans who come who the feeding's school well and they just want to come and chat to other mans who are breastfeeding and um, we'll also get mans who come and they're experiencing a couple of little problems so we can take them one one and sit with them and observe a feed and sort of give them some hints and tips and things that they can try um but if they needed more support than that we can go out and visit them at home as well. Just so they've got that so kind of privacy they've, they've and safe space. That, that support, mm. and that support can be with them for as long as they need to be as well.
2: Mm. And Stacey, what kind of conversations happen with um, parents when they're expecting? Where do these conversations kind of, how early do they start?
0: So they usually start during their pregnancy, so the community midwife would um, discuss uh, breastfeeding with them, discuss the benefits and just talk to them. A lot of women, and sometimes they've already made that decision how they want to feed when they find out they're pregnant, some women are unsure, so really it's the community midwife that gives them all that information. Um, We've also got infant feeding classes at the moment which are held at our birth centre at South Tyneside. So they give um, women lots of information as well, so they can come along, Uh, we tell them all about the benefits of breastfeeding, Uh, we answer any questions that they've got. Um, and then they can go back and and sort of speak to their community midwife if they've got any other problems.
2: And what kind of conversations do you have with first-time mums compared to mums who have already had, or parents that have already had children before, like do they have different kind of views on things? Sometimes I know that obviously Angel, you've got your own experiences as a, a mum of two, but do you tend to hear kind of different kind of comments from parents at different stages of their kind of size of their family? Is it not quite straightforward? Yeah, is we, that
3: we've um, had quite because obviously every man's breastfeeding journey is completely different. So you could have a man who breastfed Mama. the first time, had lot of problems, didn't want to try it the second time, and then it was fine, and vice versa. So it just depends, really. Um, but it's about making sure that the support's there to help them. Yeah,
2: because I guess some might feel their experience the first time round wasn't so great, and it has a a bit of an impact on their second time, second or third time yeah, around. definitely. And so what kind of support can kind of offered in the lead up to the birth and the days and the weeks afterwards?
0: Because I know that different people get involved at different stages. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, like I said beforehand, you've got your community midwife who you can discuss your breastfeeding uh, with. You've got the classes that you can book on and attend at the birth centre. Um, once baby's born, you know, women don't have to make that decision until their baby's having the with <coughs> with them. Oh how they want to feed their baby and lots of women sometimes change their mind at the birth and at the delivery. We've got lots of women who potentially might not have thought about breastfeeding but then just give it a go uh, when they're in that moment. There's lots of support in the hospital as well. Um, We've got some maternity support workers, we've got the midwives who are all trained in breastfeeding support so they can help the women uh, while they're in hospital. And then we've got a good group of maternity support workers and community midwives that'll help them when they get home as well. And they usually look after them for the first sort of two weeks and then they kind of hand um, over to the norton 19. Okay. And Angel, I know that you kind of talked about how you uh,
2: had your own plans in place and um, you came and found stuff out before you, uh, you gave birth, but what were those first experiences ah. like when you, know, you first gave it a try? It was all right. Like, I had just
1: had like a semi-selected c section and I turned into emergency C-section, and that was just, like, whoa. Uh, and then, like, they, they brought her in, ended up crying. Like, it was, I threw up on the delivery table, and then uh I started crying. It was, like, so emotional. Which Quite was, overwhelming, uh-huh. I it. Like, she came out with a bruise on her cheek, and then, like, they took her into, like, the side room to, like, just get cleaned up a bit. And, like, they put her rod in, and it was just, like, oh, God. it didn't Like, it did, like, it hurt, like, the first, like, initial, like, couple of days a week. Uh, which th- that throws a lot of people off actually because uh, it does hurt and it uh, and not many people know you can get like the the cream gel thing to help. All right. With the pain and that um because uh, there was a couple of Chris's friends who were having babies and I'm like if you look at that press he's just like yeah and I'm like well get this cream because it'll be good for you <laughs> oh, and right, okay. they like they took a picture of it and everything um which I took
2: it to the hospital with this because. So it, what's that Stacy you know Was it going to vanish?
0: The lanes. Lana it's like a lana cream. So right. because often mums who haven't breastfed they can get sore or mm. cramped nipples, so it's just cream that helps to soothe it and helps it to heal. Mm. Uh, and we, mean, we were quite surprised that it happened quite easily because I think yeah. I think the kind of the societal
2: pressures are that it's gonna be really hard, it's gonna be difficult, mm-hmm. you're gonna struggle. Yeah. Probably uh, setting on, up, people up to kind of on the back foot mm-hmm. already.
1: Well it was me, Octavia's auntie who had had a baby in um, October and she she tried to rest and it hurt mm. and she stopped doing it because it hurt and she wished she she'd stuck it out because she didn't realize how bad it was going to be um, and I was like oh there was this cream which I wish I'd use and I'm like I know it's like it's it's hard like, when I was in hospital like she closed her head and that was like a lot Mama. I was like so done and demented because she just fed all night and, like the the nurse helped us like laying down and she to I can't see cream just put this on it'll help me. and I was just like and then I, d- I put the cream on for the first month or something and then uh, I did I really needed it much after that until she got her teeth through and her teeth came through and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. A different experience mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah. And how have you found it a benefit to you? Uh, when I go out, I don't have to worry about well feeding her, so if she wants better, just get the rule out and be like, what do you Because like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like we <laughs> shut at the percent <laughs> <laughs> and for school and obviously that's like a trick. but. we're parked up, I'd get her out and then feed her. So when no. I'm out and about, does it need pen? if she does, like there's breastfeeding rooms now actually at the, the medical centre, which is really kind of Oh, that's good to know. Um, and there's also like a bottle warmer and that, um, so it's separated from like the, the normal bit. But it it, it wasn't worrying that I needed to take like hot water and heat it
2: So you found um, businesses are kind of a little bit more set up and a bit yeah. more switched yeah. on to helping people now, mm-hmm. which presumably makes it a lot more easier when you're out and about just to know that you've oh, got somewhere oh, to big time, peaceful yeah great that's really good um love to keep an i know that i saw a, a sign i think it might be in a mark of the other day saying they were breastfeeding friendly so
1: there's one in next in the metal Cent actually i think it's upstairs in the kids bit but it's in a little corner and it's like cut off from the rest of the shop mm. just to have like a quiet space mm-hmm. there's also bottle warmers in there too which, are, which is a uh, nice to know like but they've got one Got two in the Metal Centre. I don't know if there's a third because I've only noticed two. There's one next to Martin Spencer. The, the Metal Centre's getting a good shout out here for Mum's uh-huh. And then there's one next to <laughs> Claire's accessories, like the big one. And like they've got, so if you've got older kids and you're all trying to feed the babies, there's like a little like a gaming yeah. computer thing, like it's a big screen, and just interact plan, it's pretty cool and have
2: you felt it's made a difference to your relationship with us yeah. as well
1: oh yeah, like i'm so of course i was with her like she yeah. plays yeah. mom my dad and like it took that a long time <laughs> it took her a long time to uh to even go to anyone else to be fair like with was uh, like grandma and granddad like she go to them you no, know, she like asleep or something she'd wake up instantly and be like well
2: you're not my mom and just start screaming. So it's difficult. about the really close with mm-hmm. you, but yeah. then it's it's difficult for other people sometimes. Mm. Like
1: when she's like uh-huh. ill too, like she doesn't want no dad, uh-huh. which can be a bit of a pain sometimes. Cause it's just like oh my god, please just give us five minutes. But then I know what she needs is right now. So it's just like, well, how could I little pee peepees?
2: And Cheryl, I don't know whether you want because I know you've talked about the, the hub heaven groups and there's a couple of others. Do you want to give us a rundown of what happens where and?
3: Yeah. So at the minute in the borough there's just two breastfeeding okay. support groups. So we will have one on Wednesday morning, eleven to twelve at Heaven Club, and on Friday That's morning, eleven to twelve at All Saints Family Hub, which is in South Shields. Um, so they're the two at the minute, but hopefully there may be more to come.
2: And I should point out the, there's lots of other stuff available in Sunderland, but it's a different team, isn't it? Yeah. So. Uh, I'm sure we'll share some details about them as well. Um, so what kind of feedback do, do you get about the sessions? How do you how do parents feel that they help? We get loads of positive feedback, and I
3: think the, the proof and the evidence is that mums keep coming back every week. Um, they say that it's made them feel more confident with the feeding. Some of them use the group as the first experience of feeding outside of the home as well. Um, and being around other mums because they know that everyone's either doing the same or yeah. done the same, so they don't feel as sort of anxious about doing it. Um, and then we get mums coming with the second and third babies as well. So it's just a really friendly, nurturing, supportive little little environment.
2: Brilliant stuff. And so uh, because we are here to work, to mark. World Breastfeeding Week uh, what celebrations are already underway so what's going out and about in the community but also Stacey what are you doing do you want to kick us off Cheryl and Stacey can yeah. pick up
3: so the first event in South Townside is on
2: Wednesday which oh, will cool. um, be on the same day that this podcast goes out yeah. so
3: so we're having a um, festival so it's a festival to celebrate breastfeeding um, and we did our first one yeah. last year we had a really yeah. lovely sunny day last year and I don't think it's going to be the same I think you might year. be lucky yeah so, it's just a range of activities, so we've got um, a company coming in to do some singing activities with the babies and the mams. We've got Karma Yoga coming in to do a relaxation and stretching session. We've got messy play. we've just got loads of activities and we've got a giant cake and some fruit to balance out. To balance out, it out because yeah.
2: obviously that's how
3: it um, So, so that's Fruit Festival and then on Friday we'll have a brunch, so it's a smaller little affair ah. at All Saints. Um, and that's cake and fruit and just celebrating women's breastfeeding. Brilliant stuff. And so,
2: so what we're doing in our hospitals and out in our, with our community midwifery
0: teams. Um, so in our hospitals, we've got some gifts to give to our moms who are breastfeeding. So we've got some milestone and um, sort of token magnets that the women will get after they've had their babies and they've given that first breastfeed. Um, And then we've got other other, uh, milestone magnets for the community staff to give out to those women who have continued to breastfeed. uh, They'll get a gift at one week and a gift at two weeks. I've seen those. They look absolutely fantastic. Um, Um, They're they're very sweet. I think they're a
2: lovely thing. Fantastic. And obviously, you kind of promote kind of skin skin, uh, contact in hospitals and things like that. I guess, does it all kind of wrap up into
0: developing those close
2: bonds yeah
0: yeah so it's really important skin to skin is important for everyone to do and um, but i suppose it's that first time when they get that baby on their skin and the baby will just naturally tend to go to the breast so yeah it's something that we tend to try and promote as much as possible because you've already mentioned it a couple of times and um, we are applying for the unicef
2: uk baby yeah. friendly initiative i forgot all the words in the right yeah. order there so why don't you
0: tell us a little bit about that because i know it's just kicking off isn't it yeah, so we've just started um, our journey as a maternity unit in terms of becoming accredited for UNICEF. Um, so we've just signed our certificate of commitment officially yesterday, which we were awarded and um, some of the, the senior members of the team. Um, and we're going to be working towards the different stages, so it goes into three stages. So we've got um, a stage one sort of assessment in November. Uh, where Mama. we've got all of our planning and it just really Mama. entails a lot of training for staff and updating and, and making sure that uh, mums are getting the same information across the board and um, from all sort of members of staff and we've just found out recently that actually the the health visiting team the northern 19 team in south tyneside are also going to start oh, their UNICEF journey so congratulations we're Cheryl. going <laughs> to be doing all of that together
2: brilliant because i should also give a special shout out to our neonatal team who are a little bit ahead of you aren't they yeah and they're making great strides and i know a tremendous amount of work goes into it, it does. Uh, i think you probably know that firsthand uh, but we'll certainly be sharing some more information about that and it will uh, the whole point of it is to just give little ones a uh, the best possible start in life yeah and a lot of
0: it's geared around breastfeeding and things as well isn't it so uh, yeah so it, it's mostly geared to breastfeeding but there is information about Sort of responsive formula feeding. A lot of it's to do with baby development and brain development and building those relationships. And um, with the evidence that's coming out, it's really important that moms have strong and dads have strong relationships with their babies right from the get go. Oh, very good. Oh.
2: And so, where can people find out more information
0: online if they want to read
2: more or find out more about what we do across our whole trust, really? Where is there, is there any way you would direct them to?
3: For uh, the support groups, we um, obviously we don't have a social media presence in the Norton 19 team, um, but we use the Family Hubs information page, so we'd um, advise mums to follow that. And I think the maternity have a Facebook yeah, page. So we uh, have a
0: Facebook page, so we try and keep on top of sharing things from um, across both Sunland uh, and South Hindsight in terms of the Family Hubs, what's going on, and the uh, groups. So we tend to share lots of information on there and direct the women to those other pages as well, brilliant stuff I'll give you the final word, what would you say to anybody out there that's struggling
2: and just feels like they need that little bit of extra support?
1: Go get it like, ask your, your health visitor because they've got a lot of information like, cause I also found out from Kelly too um, So your health visitor is a really good source yeah, of information mm-hmm. It's okay to go get it they're there to help you and you don't have to feel pressure to carry on doing what you need to do just to feed your baby Like, fed his best but we're all just learning too. Like, if you're a first-time mum too, it's harder because you don't know what to do or what to expect. And then if you've got other people there judging you, like family members and that, like just ignore them. They don't know what they're talking about. It's not your
2: baby. You're, you're the best. No you best.
1: You're no best. You know, we're only human. There's only so much you can do. So just do what's best for you.
2: Brilliant. I think that's a really good point to to bring us to a close. So Mazakine, thank you very much for all the entertainment Angel thank you very much for giving us a bit of your insight and to Stacey and Cheryl as well thank you so much
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of our People Podcast We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up to date with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name